one of them had maybe a brother who had heard about a, a secret stash out in the woods somewhere, a secret stash of marijuana. And so every day after school, they would meet at around 4.20, almost on the dot every day, and uh, go searching for this, uh, this stash. And I don't know if they ever found it, but... <laughs> That meeting time of 420 became important to them, and they kind of passed it along to their friends, and they passed it along to their friends, and suddenly it became 420 was just a real good time to get together with your friends and uh, get a little happy, let's say. (laughs) Cheers. Stumbled on into the Tap Takeover podcast. As always, thank you to Vince Clore for our theme music, and welcome back to the Tap Takeover podcast. We have a very special episode here today. A lot of people know that April showers bring May flowers, but A lot of people on the inside know that uh, some flower is best enjoyed in April. We're sitting down here today at Ray's Growler Gallery to uh, speak with the folks here. Also, a special guest, Aaron Kelly from Kelly's Greens. We're going to be promoting a pop-up event for 420, very special stoner holiday this year. And uh, we're going to be sitting down, as I said, with Aaron Kelly, Rob Zellermeyer, the general manager of the Growler Gallery. Spencer McCoy, beer director and craft beer specialist, as well as Gray Durkup, assistant to the beer director. <laughs> Hope I got all those titles right. I think so. So, guys, welcome to the podcast. We're very happy to have you. Happy to have you guys. Thanks for having us. All right. Yeah, thanks for hosting us today. So let's uh, let's go around the horn and uh, just kind of put some uh, voices with the names. I'm Alex. I'm Aaron. I'm Gray. I'm technically just the assistant beer director. <laughs> and I'm uh, Spencer. Hey, I'm Rob. Hey, this is Jim. Jesus. All right, so thanks for joining us, guys, and thanks for having us again. Let's get right into it. Normally, <laughs> we would ask our guests uh, if they could take over the taps at the Tap Takeover podcast, how exactly would they kind of tell their story? Uh, this time, uh, Rob and the, the crew here at Ray's has kind of turned the tables on us, and we're going to be curating a beer list for a specific tap takeover on the uh, the 20th of april here so rob tell us a little bit about how these tap takeovers that you guys started putting on on, on wednesday nights uh, tell us a little bit about how that all got started you know it predates my time here but we've always celebrated their uh, tap takeovers on wednesdays as you said normally highlighting a single brewery or doing essentially a staff pick and uh very rarely do we ever bequeath the responsibilities on a guest so uh not to say that you should feel privileged but you know if you do that's great it has become more fun though to kind of do a curated list rather than just bringing in a single brewery and really highlighting the different flavors because the amount of breweries accessible to us now in the markets especially post pandemic is astonishing so i've got a little work for you i've got a little a list for you three and uh you know see what see what you do with it okay well i'm excited how about you guys 
Uh, this is absolutely fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's an honor. So uh, I guess let's start off um, and just tell us a little bit about Rays. Tell us a little bit about the history of, of Rays and kind of where you guys, you know, where you guys kind of fit into that beer market because we we love you guys. We're here all the time for uh, for Wuck Finter and uh, the Central Waters Tap Takeovers and all those fun events. But tell us a little bit about uh, how uh, Rays got started. I mean, I don't know the the ancient history of Rays and, and the original owners, but right now it's currently owned by two guys named Rick and Ori, um, and they've always prided themselves on, you know, having new, the newest and hottest products. Um, customer service is kind of like their big thing. So ever since I've, I've been here for probably about 11 years, and that, that, that's what they always preach is, you know, we got to be better than everybody else at customer service and helping everybody out. Um, and I think for every department, um, especially nowadays with how much product there is out there, it's you know, we're always trying to get in as much new stuff as possible. And, you know, I think that's why we try to differentiate ourselves from other people is, you know, if you can't find something elsewhere, you most likely can find it here, hopefully. The, ad- the addition of the gallery kind of changed things a little bit for us, too, just because with all the new breweries and stuff and one-offs that allowed us to kind of add a new dimension to, to the business and kind of focus on some fancier things, especially with this tasting room as well that we're sitting in right now. A lot of classes and cool events like his Behind the Beer series and stuff. You know, we're going on eight years now with the Growler Gallery. You know, I wasn't here at the inception, but came on about five years ago, and it's been awesome. I've never worked in um, the off-premise, the retail side of beer. It's always been bars, restaurants. So to get to play the yin-yang with uh, Gray and Spencer of how to present product and basically turn the Growler Gallery an event space here into the showroom for the liquor store is pretty cool and uh, we're pretty proud that's unique it allows us to do uh, you know creative events like having pop-ups with local bakeries and podcasters and you know we did a book a book reading the daddy daddy likes beer uh, children's book was awesome uh, written and illustrated by a local guy and uh, Spencer, thanks for mentioning Behind the Beer. We have the Enlightened Boys coming later this month on the 28th. So, yeah, I mean, basically, I've always put it, my uh, relationship with Rays is if we were um, a hip-hop group, I'm the hype man to their uh, MC. <laughs> Your Flavor Flav. Exactly. <laughs> Pre, like, the uh, reality TV shows and all that. So if people wanted to learn more about these uh, beer events that, that you have, uh, is there an email list they can sign up to? We do have a, a beer email list, which every two weeks, the three of us, along with some of our compatriots downstairs, put together a list of the latest and greatest beers that are coming in the shop, also our events. But we also post it on our Untapped site, on our website, RaiseWine.com. And we are social media whores. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, if that's okay to say. Uh, it's so, encouraged. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, uh, it's accurate. So, yeah. <laughs> so you'll find us all over the uh, everything but TikTok. We haven't really ventured. Oof. Gray, are you working on TikTok soon? Um, I don't do TikTok. Okay. <laughs> but we do have a, a new beers uh, newsletter coming out Thursday going into Friday. And it's every other week. So it's the freshest stuff that we get that uh, we think people will like. The beer newsletter is awesome. I think we, we pick the beers, Spencer and I, most of the time. But 
it's something that uh, brings people in for sure. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the other aspect of this uh, tap takeover that we're going to be doing uh, next week, Wednesday on 420, and that is the Kelly's Greens aspect of it. So we have the uh, the lovely Aaron Kelly here with us today. Aaron, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started in uh, the CBD baking business, and I don't know, tell us a little bit about how it's going. Well, I made a huge pivot during the pandemic. I had been in corporate America for 20 years, and uh, my position got eliminated on my Christmas vacation on freeconferencecall.com. So <laughs> after I picked myself up and dra- uh, <coughs> brushed myself off, I decided that I wanted to uh, go back into something that I actually cared about. And turns out I was the person who was making edibles and topical sales with CBD and different cannabis products for my family for a long time. So I enrolled in the first ever uh, program at St. Louis University, the Cannabis Science and Operations Program, and turned my hobby into a business. And now I'm making handcrafted and hand-extracted edibles with CBD and Delta-8 and selling them at pop-ups here at Ray's on 420. Uh, you can also find us on the website and other events around town. So we can't wait to see you there on uh, 420, slinging, slinging your goods, slinging baked goods, some fun edibles. And honestly, it's just, it's fun to be back in person. You know, as far as us on the podcast, we're very excited to be doing these things in person again. We, we tried for a very short time doing some uh, some remote podcast stuff and it just didn't quite work for us. I'm, I'm curious to know uh, for you guys and the Ray's crew, how fun is it to be back to doing the big events? You guys had to kind of take a couple of years off of Wuck Finter, had to kind of shut the, uh, the Growler Gallery down for a certain period of time. Coming out of, you know, this pandemic now, how nice is it to be back in person, being able to, uh, to greet all, all your fun guests coming into the, the liquor store and the Growler Gallery? I'll start with the Growler Gallery side. Uh, it, yeah, obviously it's awesome. We were able to open up right before our annual Central Waters pre-great taste barbecue so that was like late july so that we were open for august and it was amazing (laughs) to get the neighborhood back together and to see all the friends i have honestly had a moment where i was almost brought to tears because i saw somebody that i wasn't sure i was ever going to get to see again you know and you know a customer that uh you know it's we lost a lot of connections you know as a bartender like i said i've been doing it for so long I, I really love relationships, so it was very hard. Uh, I can't take my work. I can't work from home, you know. So, <laughs> with that said, the market's changed, you know, and we didn't get to change with it. So we're having to like rapidly kind of respond to drinking habits are different. As I said before, the amount of beers in the that are available to us is way different. Things that people had to travel across the Midwest and even the country to get, now we can get at our local. Uh, bottle shop and even the tap takeover concept has changed a little bit so yeah it's it's kind of we're still learning we're still learning how to how to function amongst uh our friends again you know there's always the question uh can i hug it can i can i shake your hand <laughs> you know uh i i i still don't share glasses with strangers that's the one thing i've done so i, I am curious it, something you mentioned that i was just thinking about the other day are there still must-have beers that, that come across? Are there still like certain beers that come in that people just line up for or like start asking for? Or has this now breadth of diversity changed those habits? Personally, I, I feel that there isn't cool beer anymore. You know, right. everybody's, everybody's had everything and we don't have that 
you know, beer that comes out anymore where people are in line at 2 a.m. and sitting out in the rain. Um, I mean, we have the BCS release, but, you know, that's that's much more than one beer. I wouldn't say there's single releases that warrant, you know, the, the hype that we used to see back in the day where everybody was waiting and trying to trade for it. And um, and like Rob said, with, with COVID, there was so many breweries that we weren't able to get before, but obviously they couldn't sell kegs. So the influx of breweries we saw in the last two years was just insane. I mean, it's probably at least, I would say, 20 new breweries that were like self-distro alone, um, not with our big distributors. So, but yeah, the hype beers just don't seem to be a thing to me or from what I've noticed at least I don't know what other people are seeing but we don't we don't really get it anymore I mean there's breweries that do well like the directors of the world and the phase three not waiting in line as much anymore I'd say well I think the beers in front of us are pretty good yeah. so do you want to give us the lowdown on what you uh, yeah pour for us today yeah I actually got to be bartender for you guys which was fun and for the most of us we're all hopheads so we've got a mix of some weldworks juicy bits so talk about another brewery that's new you never used to be able to get that I never mean, like you know and i would add to what you guys were asking in the last question is we have it in I, four packs downstairs now there you go wow. I mean, like all the time right like it's no big yeah, deal it's going to be like a thing yeah it's it's incredible have juicy bits in four packs downstairs I feel like some of final, the... Fine, I'll get it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got it, Gray. Thank you. It's for sale right now. <laughs> there are beers that people had to, like, search long and hard. They got to, like, put their little, like, look at my hall text, you know, you know text messages or, or social media posts. And now, now for those beer traders, I, I think a few of them got pissed. That no longer was it uh, a feat of uh, of any kind of major effort to be able to get your microphones or your weldworks or you know the stuff like that. So, yeah, that was my like you know as far as hype beers go. That that kind of. I think people get pretty hyped for. We just got Hot Butcher today. Yeah, that's still awesome. And that's you know even during the like height of the pandemic, that was not something that we would get a lot when it was you know all these self-distributors bringing us beer that they weren't going to be able to move in kegs. I mean, we're getting more hot butcher now than we were then. Phase three would be one that, you know, they're still self-distributing. I mean, we go through a ton of phase three. Mm -hmm. I think there's still stuff out there. I think it's just an oversaturation of certain styles that people want, and there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, I mean, we've got Abraxas downstairs, we've got Sump downstairs, we've got Barrel-Aged Darkness downstairs. I mean, these are things that would have never sat around for more than a day or two before, but now it's like, hey, they're just on our shelf for a few for months a, at a time now. So. For a Wednesday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so for those, getting back to our little uh, order of drinks, some of you guys also are doing, you know, again, just... No big deal. Just pints it's of Trekker Ectogasm. No, you know. Silly. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's a Thursday. The one oddball <laughs> in the group is uh, I gave Alex a little special treat, little preview of what we're going to talk about in curating your list. That is the race collaboration with Third Space last year's release of uh, the Stout State of Mind. So that is very smooth. You know, the cool thing about that particular one is Jay Henry barrels that we used with. Ooh. And I mean. Tell us more about Jay Henry. Well, those who may not know, I'm a little bit ex- uh, excited. Like you know, breaking news <laughs> is Jay Henry just announced yesterday they got double gold at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. 
for their breaking uh, news. Yeah, they yes. got it for the La Flamme, which we actually have uh, behind the bar one last bottle, part of our J. Henry flight. But yeah, it was that's the Armagnac barrel aged finished bourbon that they do. So they won in the category of uh, unique barrel finished bourbons. So anyway, J. Henry's outstanding. You know, I know we're we're supposed to be talking about beer but you know <laughs> they are local uh, out of madison absolutely absolutely at a working farm that was the coolest thing got to go there and pick up barrels a couple times now that's not just a hobby farm i mean those they're still making corn for feed and like it's a great family business they're great people no and i think we absolutely have to kind of expand the discussion a little bit uh, even if just for a moment because you guys were able to pick a specific barrel for this beer is that is that right well yeah actually that goes back into the synergy that we have not only on the beer side between myself and the gallery and my staff with uh you know spencer gray and their staff and but also working with our spirits team that includes uh, Nate and Scott and Eric and anybody that knows Ray's knows those three goofballs, you know, just brilliant in what they do. Yeah, I mean, essentially on the beer side, we kind of realized they were doing all these really cool uh, single barrel picks for bourbons and then just a lot of times you get the entire lot of bottles, of course, but you'll also get the barrel, the used spent barrel. And they just put it out there in the showroom floor to sell for somebody to turn into a chair or a planter or some garbage like that. So we kind of like went to them and we're like, hey, we could share it with our brewing friends and give it a second life and do uh, specific picks like this one. I mean, gosh, now I think how many how many rays, uh, at least 10 different brewery relationships we have that we're doing these kind of picks. Yeah, I mean, we've got a handful still in the pipeline that we haven't even seen yet. So yeah, well, and that's the fun thing <laughs> is that really what we're working on today happens in two years, right? You'd normally depending on the brewery it's usually an 18 month process process of aging so and then we still get the barrel after the beer gets dumped and still sell it to somebody to then turn into a, planter. into a planter yeah there you go <laughs> but um yeah so they're a mix we've we've done all kinds of things we've done things with eagle rare barrels and four roses barrels and uh, we love 1792s of course the j henry's we can't wait to, to actually share with you in the next year or two we'll have new brewing relationships with these barrel aged beers that we've never even released before so but yeah it's it's awesome so aaron what uh, what are you drinking and uh, how's it tasting i'm drinking the um ectogasm it's uh, nice and hoppy and it's got a little uh, crisp flavor to it and it's nice and cold the way i like my beer yeah i gotta say this uh, this third space uh, stout state of mind very very smooth yeah i mean i think every iteration we've done over to the past few years have, have it's been great i mean they've done a good job with it it's always super smooth i don't know if you ever had a chance to try the raspberry but that was probably like one of my favorite variants of it at least so far so there are some beers to still <laughs> keep an eye out for yeah the um the cool thing is depending again on the brewery they let us actually get our hands dirty and actually help out so uh Kevin Wright, being the uh, consummate educator as well as brewer, he uh, put Spence and I to work the first time we ever brewed there. That was the hazelnut. That yeah, was we the had first. To crush a lot of a lot of hazelnuts. <laughs> we just chopped hazelnuts. <laughs> but that I am Raz. I mean, those guys just the the flavor popped so much, and actually, and the name was pretty cool. And it was the biggest beer they ever made there, so that was that was another plus. Yeah, yeah. Um, we put their system to work. <laughs> We're actually going to be uh, doing a little field trip this next monday we're brewing we're uh, welcoming as most of your listeners probably already know um lion's tail to the neighborhood 
And so we're going to do a uh, We're all excited yeah, about that. Yeah, we are too. We, we can't wait to get them in. So we're going to actually go up to Nina next Monday and go brew a beer with them. Also, Miss Molly's Cafe that's here in Wauwatosa. Uh, and flavors inspired by her bakery, Molly Sullivan, barrel provided by Ray's, and the hard work provided by Ray's. And of course, always. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's my first visit to Lion's Tale. I've never been up to the, to the brewery. So... Well, you can check out our episode with Lion's Tail to what we recorded up there to get a little flavor of what it's like. But they're actually going to be coming to uh, Tosa. They've bought the old uh, Wisconsin Garden and Pet just down the street here. So, uh, yeah, like you said, they're going to be coming to the neighborhood. Can't wait to see them come into the neighborhood. And eventually, yeah, I know that. Yeah, that's. I think it's long. still still a few years away. There's a lot of work. To be done. No. <laughs> So let's uh, let's get into the beers that we're going to be curating for this list. What uh, so, uh, Rob? I think we we had a little bit of a pre-discussion about putting some beers on this list specifically for 420, and then there's also going to be some beers that you're going to kind of challenge us to to pick between. It could be like Sophie's Choice here. So let's, yeah, let's get into some of this. So first of all, disclaimer that Spencer Gray and myself have uh, no real understanding why 420 is exciting to all you people. And, um, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I, I actually, I do say that my friend Aaron is a bad influence and um, has taught me ways. But uh, yeah, we've got, uh, we do have some 420 inspired beers. First one we're going to start off with. Now, I'll present the list for you guys to pick. But some of them, I don't think you even have a choice. <laughs> so, actually, Spence, if you want to give them the first choice there. All right. So first, we're going to do the Lagunitas Waldo. Uh, I, I don't think we could do a 420 event without the Waldo. Uh, do any of you guys know the, the story behind the Waldos and, and where that comes from? No, I don't, Alex. Tell us about the story. <laughs> For your edification. <laughs> so uh, the Waldos were a group in California, a group of high school kids. I think this was back in the 70s. Some One of them had maybe a brother who had heard about a, a secret stash out in the woods somewhere, a secret stash of marijuana. And so every day after school, they would meet at around 420, almost on the dot every day, and uh, go searching for this uh, this stash, and I don't know if they ever found it, but that meeting time of 420 became important to them, and they kind of passed it along to their friends, and they passed it along to their friends, and suddenly it became 420 was just a real good time to get together with your friends and uh, get a little happy, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is definitely a beer that, uh, yeah, as you guys already said, I think doesn't really allow you guys much choice. You have to take it. Yeah, so. Lagunitas, uh, uh, their ode to the Waldos is, is pretty fantastic. Is it is it a triple IPA? I know it's it's way up there as yep. far as alcohol. Yep. It is, yeah. it's a, The beer does not mess around. <laughs> <laughs> but it also, doesn't, it's not abrasive. It's smooth for how high alcohol it is. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty dangerous. Yeah. This year's was very good. Yeah, I'd agree. At 11%, it's it's very dank. You definitely get those those uh, dank notes going on, but there's a there's a nice I don't want to say juiciness because it's not a it's not a hazy, you know, it's more a traditional West Coast coming from from uh, California. But there are some really interesting notes in that beer. If you have not had a chance to try this and like Rob was saying, like 
Spencer and uh, Gray have been saying uh, this used to be a very highly sought after beer, very hard to get. Now it's a little easier to get. So uh, yeah, definitely run out and get some Waldo. Well, I've never had it, but I'm curious to have a smooth triple IPA that's 11%. It's certainly on the maltier side, but it's, I mean, I think people are going more towards that now with the the hazy and the juicy stuff just being pushed in their face all the time. It's nice to have something more West Coast. Just wondering, fellas, would you think that would pair better with a coconut lime cookie or a carrot cake cookie? See, these are the tough decisions. I mean, I'm always partial to anything carrot cake. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. I'd, yeah, I think the kind of baking spice that I would assume they're going to use for the carrot cake cookie will match really well with the malt base on a Lagunitas IPA. Great. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so those are two of your uh, your newest cookies, right, Aaron? Those are two new spring flavors uh, whipped up, and we're going to be introducing those at 1840 at the Joint Beer Fest on Saturday, uh, April 16th, and then we'll also have those here at Ray's Growler Gallery on the 20th. Well, funny you say that, because I think our next beer that you don't really have a choice, guys, in picking for the event might work well with the, what was it, coconut lime? Coconut lime. Mm, Coconut lime. So how would the coconut lime go with an 1840 joint keg? Based on my experience with that 1840 joint keg in the past, I think it would pair perfectly. But it's until I try it on Saturday and pair it with that cookie, I, I can't give you my professional opinion. Well, gentlemen, do we have a number two? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's, I mean, it's a beer made for the day, in case you couldn't get the name. It was, uh, <laughs> to pardon the pun, but it was high on my list. It's very high. <laughs> and 1840 is my favorite. Love you, Kyle Vetter. <laughs> and to follow that one up, we're going to do the Eagle Park joint. Well, yeah, you got to do it side to. by side. Yeah. I mean, so this is like a smoke two joints in the morning, smoke <laughs> yeah. two joints at night kind of an event. No, 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 no. This <laughs> no. is a very <laughs> empirical study of beer, no shenanigans. This is going to be a proper tasting. Rob's too serious. Pinkies up. Well, and you get to see the difference between how Eagle Park and 1840, you know, brew their beer. I mean, they're similar recipes, but even though they're brewed by very different people. You know, it is funny. You guys are talking about the ability to get some beers. These do actually work very, you know, coming from my side as a buyer of kegs, I'm feeling very privileged I was able to get all three of those kegs because they're not uh, that easy. And turns out we're not the only ones that realize 420 is a a celebration for all. So um, I'm excited to be able to present all three of those. There's one other beer that I think fits within the theme. It's a no-brainer. You guys don't have a choice. <laughs> what are we doing here, man? <laughs> don't worry. The hard work's going to come up soon. Is that the that 70s show-themed beer? There we go. Ooh, so okay. we're going to go with some young blood. And for whatever reason, our friend Billy DePlante has an issue with Topher Grace. So they made a sour that's called Topher Grace. No, absolutely not. Now I have a problem with Billy. Well, hopefully we can get Billy out that night so he can explain himself on the podcast recording. Did we actually even mention the fact that you guys are going to be recording at the event? 
No, I don't think we've touched on that yet. So this is not only going to be an event where you can come meet the uh, meet the the cast at Rays, as well as the cast of the Tap Takeover podcast, as well as the owner of Kelly's Greens. But uh, I think we're also going to have some uh, some fun special guests. R- uh, Rob's going to have some uh, some of his friends in the brewing industry come by. Uh, we've invited some of our friends in the brewing industry. So we're going to be doing a live event. And if you come on out and, and you'd like to talk to us about why you like to come to raise why you like these tap takeover podcasts we would love to speak to you on 420 so here comes the hard part for you guys we are going to start uh we need some barrel age stuff i mean we we absolutely love it we kind of described our passion behind barrel aging beers so i've broken through the cellar went through a list i'm going to throw some names at, at you and let you guys take over i have been sitting on one of my personal favorites, and I actually just got my first visit to this brewery a couple weeks ago, Against the Grains, Bowen Luke. Been sitting, just nestled to bed here at Ray's for a while now. We also have a really, really cool barrel of the uh, Toppling Goliath Fresh Batch S'mores. S'mores, mm. sorry. That sounds like munchy beer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like s'mores beer would pair well with CBD cookies. It seems like that might work out just fine for the purpose of the evening. Do you have but, one in mind, Eric? Well, I think it'd be a toss-up between the dark chocolate walnut sea salts or the Neiman's own brown butter toffee. Ooh, I've had that brown butter toffee. <laughs> if you haven't tried the toffee cookie, you're missing out. Some of those, you know, for instance, that fresh, ba- fresh batch isn't barrel age, but still an imperial stout. So getting back to the barrel aging stuff, Alex, I don't even think that you realized it, but you've already uh, given us... One uh, one of our examples of what we're going to list today, the uh, Third Space Mystic Knot. I've been okay. sitting on it. I knew that we were going to have our friend Aaron Kelly, 1986 Freckled Queen of Milwaukee. <laughs> the OG baby. <laughs> and so I figured that was more important to save it for our 420 celebration than uh, that little you know party in March. Yeah. Well, I, I suppose we should mention that we do have royalty sitting here with us today. We have the inaugural the 1986 redhead and freckle champ from milwaukee's irish fest aaron <laughs> kelly sitting with us here today now aaron you uh you actually were invited to come tap that mystic knot at the growler gallery were you not indeed i was i had a great time actually my first time ever meeting rob was at uh the the mystic knot tap takeover uh many years ago a couple years ago yep and uh since then we've become uh fast friends and uh still love that mystic knot and i, I can't say no to the mystic knot I, I love the mystic knot or is that it are yeah, we okay I think well, I, the what, story is important okay so that's our fifth one yeah what's more green than irish that's <laughs> green for yeah it's all making it's all coming together okay well let, let, let's not jump the gun here let's see what else is on this okay. list okay okay so um another one that we actually discussed a little bit earlier spencer brought up the uh, perennial sump oh not okay. barrel aged, but okay. might be the best coffee beer ever made uh, in my opinion it well. is yeah have it, actually, has anybody had this year's sump yet? Not no? this year's. Oh, okay. It's but it's available, so I will get it. Excellent. <laughs> We're going to buy it, Cray. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> it is available downstairs. Okay. Well, that one just made my short list. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I have more I could throw at you, but I think we're oh, kind no, of no, like yeah, zoning yeah. things I mean, just, just curious. Just yeah. curious. <laughs> yeah. what, what else do you have? Just browsing the selection? Yeah. Well, you know, we are just perusing. Some. Just uh, throw, throw it on the table, Rob. Let's, 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 <laughs> let's see what you it. got here. 
Well, I I gotta say, my relationship with the Tap Takeover podcast is a lot about your original. I, I think it was your original three part interview with the Central Waters Boys, and so I had to bring out one Central Waters to the list, and that would be doing the um, the last anniversary beer. Got another oh. barrel that I've been sitting on, and uh, looking for a special occasion. Okay, you're not making this easy for us. No. How many taps do you have? Well, how, many, how many are we limited it to? So can we get a bonus one? Can I we get a pumper? Can <laughs> we get a little pump? That's actually a good point. Our normal flights are, are six, you know, so we were looking for six beers. I have more than six taps. So if you wanted to do a bon- bonus, the bonus is there for you. Man, I think that Mystic Knot and then the, the Central Waters one. The Mystic Knot and the Central Waters? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Mystic Knot is. is I mean, should we go? Kelly's Green's pick is Mystic Knot. Tap Takeover yeah, podcast that, is that, the rest. That's what I'm saying. And the rest <laughs> are like because of the holiday. <laughs> and, and, and the sump on the uh, the extra tap, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> and then extra, extra. You just give us the sump. No, I, I love. <laughs> no, 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 wait, no. The sump doesn't come home with you. That does. That's <laughs> oh, I, that's how this wait, works. Okay, so, so then, so then we take the rest home. I got it. But then, Aaron, I really okay. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. Just an entire tap takeover. Give you our full list, because you got me excited talking about the relationship with the s'mores beer for the fresh baked and I don't know baked for twenty. It just makes freshly sense. freshly baked. Yeah, right. <laughs> so okay, let's go. Let's go some toppling Goliath too. I, I feel like some of our uh, some of the patrons are going to be coming in freshly baked on four twenty, coming up to the uh, the growler gallery. Or they'll be leaving freshly baked. <laughs> That's eight beers, guys. I, I, wow. I, I don't have wow. much more to I give can't, you. Can't do it anymore. <laughs> Hashtag dreams do come true. <laughs> no, wow. I love I love the options that you put together for us, Rob. We kind of challenged you and said, you know, we would like to get the beer nerds out of bed, and and that's a tough thing to do. I think you have given us more than enough to get those beer nerds out of bed and probably put them back into bed right after. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, efforts on you, Aaron. You got to bring us the goods. Uh, the goods will be brought. Uh, we've got some new flavors as well as some standby favorites. So we'll definitely have some dark chocolate Jameson truffles with Delta 8, as well as hand-rolled peanut butter balls with Delta 8, wow. which will pair very well with any of the stout options. Lots of different options and gummies as well. So thanks for having us, Rob and team. Can't wait to see you on the 20th. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for having us today. It was great to sit down with you guys, have a few beers, talk about this uh, this curation list. And we honestly cannot wait to see all of our fans, all of the fans of Rays, anybody who's uh, ready to come on out and spend 420 with us. We will see you here next week, Wednesday. How does that sound? Just want to add that doors open at 4 o'clock. So, uh, yeah, come early, get an early flight, and uh, yeah, maybe win the shirt off Alex's back. We'll have Kelly's Green's merchandise available for a winner. As if we needed to sweeten the pot anymore. Uh, again, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's it, it's a pun kind of episode today. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having us. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. We yeah. appreciate it. So we will see everybody out at uh, Ray's Growler Gallery on the 20th of April next week for uh, some reason that people like to gather for the the 20th of April. So thank you, and uh, for me, for Alex. And from Aaron from Kelly's Greens. And Gray from Ray's. And Spencer from Ray's as well. Rob. This has been Jim. Jesus. Thank you for joining us on the Tap Takeover podcast. This has been another solid, non-fail production. (laughs) 